Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's successful real estate professional as they share it with you. Let's go. A quick word from our sponsor, 24 Sound. 24 Sound is technically an audio production company, but they're way more than that. They're there to help you grow your business from audiobooks to podcasts and everything in between. They're flawless as sound engineers and they're strategic as business partners. Visit them at 24sound.com. You can also email them at hello at 24sound.com. And of course, as a best ever listener, you'll get a best ever discount. Mention best ever and you'll get a 20% discount on your first product. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Matt Terrio. Hi, Matt. Hey, Joe. How are you? Doing well, and thanks so much for joining us. It's a pleasure. I'm a subscriber of your podcast, Epic Real Estate Investing, and I'm excited to have you on the show. Super. Me too. Thanks for inviting me. A little bit about Matt, for those of you who might not know him yet. Uh, he was formerly in the Marine Corps, so first and foremost, thank you so much for your service. Very welcome. He then went to the went into the music business. Uh, then he ended up bagging groceries at a grocery store. And hopefully, you'll get into the story um, a little bit in detail. And now is a successful and active full time real estate investor who holds two hundred and forty rental units in his portfolio. He's the author of Do Over. And congratulations, a new book just came out called Epic Freedom. So check that out in in Amazon. I will uh, have a link to purchase it in the show notes. Um, He is, as I mentioned, the host of a popular podcast, Epic Real Estate Investing. And I'm so happy to have you on the show. So with that being said, Matt, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on right now? Sure. When, as you mentioned, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I spent 15 years in the music business. And then when the uh, digital download came along and basically turned the whole industry upside down, I went bankrupt very, very fast. We can talk about that also if you want. But uh, when it, I found myself at age 34 without a plan B and you know divorced and not a dime to my name and ended up bagging groceries. I had to eat. So I, I did that for six months feeling very sorry for myself and uh, blaming the world. And once I finally was able to, you know, take responsibility for my situation, the actual, an unlikely source, the manager of the grocery store pointed me towards the direction of real estate. And that's how I've been able to reinvent myself and uh, get my old life back, so to speak. But life is probably even better now than it was before. And, you know, I guess you could probably imagine if you're bagging groceries one year and then four years later you're playing golf on a Tuesday, you know, your immediate network and your family and your friends and, and they all want to know, what's up? What did you do? How did you turn this around? So had a lot of coffees, uh, a lot of lunch meetings, a lot of dinner meetings of people wanting to quote unquote pick my brain and, and realize, hey, maybe the next logical step would be to actually teach this. And my, I've got, I know how to do it obviously. And so I'll go ahead and teach it. There's plenty of people that want to learn how to do it. And I just kind of want to take the anti-guru approach and just be really straight with people because it's not an easy business. It's It can be very simple, but it, it is difficult and it comes with its trials and tribulations and challenges just like any endeavor that would yield a high reward would. 
And so I wanted to come at people and share that part of it since, you know, selling educational materials was not going to be my primary source of income. It, I didn't have to, quote unquote, trick people into buying my educational resources. I had my portfolio to back me up and that was my main source of income. So I started up the, the Epic Real Estate Investing Podcast as the, the platform for teaching and that turned into uh, an online academy. It turned into a coaching business and you know, and here we are four years later after the podcast is launched and I've got two very nice viable streams of income based off of the real estate. And just this month opened up my, um, my real estate hedge fund for funding. So this will be the third source and, you know, life is peachy, just getting bigger and bigger. So let's go back to the grocery store and, um, from that point with, uh, when you were just getting started in the first, we'll say first year and a half to two years, what did you do that made money? Well, I was only bagging groceries for about six months, although it felt like an eternity. <laughs> it was about six <laughs> months. And that when that grocery store manager, he had showed me after he saw one particular day where I was, I'd had a rough day and I was looking probably more depressed than usual. He had pulled me aside. We happened to be the same age and, uh, he was the manager and I was the grocery bagger. And he pulled me upstairs and uh, showed me what he had laid out. He had a couple more years before he reached retirement at the grocery store. And he was going to receive a full pension at the grocery store. But along the way, he'd been able to accumulate I don't know, half a dozen apartment buildings or so. And he says, and this is what's going to pay the rest. And this is what's going to allow me to travel the world with my wife and, and on and on. And I was like, okay, well, I don't have a plan B. Entertainment is no longer in the cards for me. So this is it. I'm going to go for real estate. And... That night, I went home, took a bottle of wine. It was just a bottle of wine and Google and myself. And I just started Googling everything real estate and happened to stumble upon an aunt that I hadn't talked to in probably 15 years. And she happened to be the number one real estate agent just a couple cities over from where I was living. And so I sent her an email that night and had a response in the morning. We had lunch that day. And within probably 24 hours of there, I was in school to get my real estate license and worked as a real estate agent for the next four years after that. So you made your primary source of income for the first couple of years uh, as a real estate agent? Correct. Correct. And then at what point did the transition go from agent to investor? Sure. I, uh, it was one particular Saturday. It was an actual event where I just said, I got to make a, a change. And I had one particular client, had a couple, but this one particular client had uh, just given me repeat business over and over and over again. And, you know, and if you're a real estate agent, that's like the dream gig is when you have a couple good clients that just do business repeatedly. And so they got my my undivided attention. And it was one particular Saturday. I had a meeting with him. I think it was at 11 a.m. And I was dressed up in my suit and tie. I had all the documents spread out on the table for him to sign. He showed up probably 20 minutes late. He was in jeans and a t-shirt and he signed all his paperwork and left off for the weekend with, with his girlfriend. And I'm sitting there, you know, now I got to process this paperwork. I have to go and hold his house open. And it was, I just kind of saw when I actually just focused on what he was making versus what I was making. I was like, wow, I remember when the, 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 the grocery store manager told me, that real estate is where the money's at and that's where you're going to get all your money back. And I was like, gosh, if real estate is where the money's at, I think I'm sitting on the wrong side of the desk. In fact, it's very clear that I'm sitting on the wrong side of the desk. So that was the day where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to make a, a quick and speedy transition. Don't know exactly how I'm going to do it. 
but I have to get to a point where I'm representing myself and not representing other people. And that's where the transition happened. So specifically, what types of deals as an investor were making you the most money? Well, right off the beginning, I went and invested in a, in a pretty expensive real estate investing education. And I'd only been taking that education for a couple months, still really didn't know what I was doing. And I was just driving down the street. It was in, in Long Beach, California. And there was this old little dilapidated house. And it looked like it had been under construction, but someone forgot about it. And I just did some research. I had access to the multiple listing service. I looked at, I saw that it was listed, did some research. And that little house was uh, set to be turned into a giant fourplex, but the investors had ran out of money. So one of the things that I was learning in my initial education was just write the offer, worry about everything else later. So I wrote the offer and was able to uh, get a, um, a partner to come in on with me. So that was a fix and flip. So I did a couple of those, and then I started wholesaling for another investor who had a large number of inventory. So those were my two initial deals where I was making money. So based on your experience, what is your mm -hmm. best real estate investing advice ever? Mm. Focus on creating streams of income as opposed to having your focus always placed on creating piles of income that makes sense. The, the piles of money mentality is going to keep you working forever. The streams of uh, money mentality, there's an eventual end. <laughs> there's an end to the means. And it might start, start off a little slower in the beginning. It might not be as glamorous. You might not have all the, the extra cash to spend at the beginning. But in the long run, focusing on the streams of cash is going to uh, put you in a much better position for the future than focusing on piles of cash. And that makes sense, especially given your story from a real estate agent making the pile of cash per transaction to the mm -hmm. real estate investor making the streams of cash once you have something under control. Correct. Correct. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? All righty. Sure. Let's go for it. Best ever book you've read? Awaken the Giant Within. Oh, yes. I love Tony Robbins. <laughs> I read it. I read it once a year. Do you? It's a different book every time I read it. It's it's I mean, he was so ahead of his time with that one, I think. He he is the master of life is what I call what mm -hmm. I call him. Um I I actually uh he has a book signing coming up in New Jersey that uh fingers crossed I'm gonna be able to meet him in person and I'm going to his one of his events in the spring whenever he comes around to New Jersey. Awesome. Awesome. And best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and uh, download a free copy of that book or something very similar to that. Just go to freebesteverbook.com. Just a note on that real quick, Joe. The, the audio and the written version, they're a little different. I think you should have both copies. Nice. Okay. I, mm -hmm. I haven't listened to that one. Mm -hmm. Just read it. Best ever personal growth experience and what you've learned from it. Probably the collapse of my record label and learning two specific things, one kind of intangible, one tangible. The, the, the intangible one was when I was at rock bottom bagging groceries, feeling sorry for myself, blaming for the world, and I eventually came to the realization that, you know, there is no shortage out there of verbal support. There's no shortage of shoulders to cry on. There's no shortage of pats on the back. There's no shortage of people to say it's going to be okay. But at the end of the day, it's you that has to make it happen. No one is going to do it for you. So that was one. That was the, the intangible one, realizing that, gosh, no one is going to do this for me. As much as I, many friends and 
family I have and all the support that I have and, you know, everything that you have, like you have to actually get into action and it's you that has to be in action to do for yourself. That's the way it's got to work. Certainly you'll get help along the way, but really you got to take control. The second thing would be to eliminate all single points of failure in your business. You know, when I was in the music business, I had one major label distributor. And when that distributor went down, so did my business. And so I've learned in my real estate to diversify, um, to ha- have more than one property manager, to invest in more than one market, to invest in more than one property type, to have more than one contractor crew. So that any time, and it's already happened to me a couple times, where a property manager went down or went out of business or just kind of, you know, started, uh, they weren't as good as they used to be. And because of I didn't have a single point of failure in my business, I have been able to recover. I think back in music, if I would have experienced any of the things I've experienced in real estate, the negative things, they would have destroyed me every single time in the music business. So that would be the second thing. Eliminate all single points of failure. When do you identify the point of diversification um, at what level? Because if you have a couple properties, should you be thinking then or should you focus on mastering that asset class? And if it is mastering, then when do you start diversifying? I would say when, when it's really important <laughs> that if something were to happen to it, it would really hurt. So if you've got a full-time job and you're okay with it and it makes money, it pays the bills, and you have a couple rental properties – might not be a major focus. You probably want to do it at some point, but I don't think it's dire that you do it right away. But when it gets to the point where your real estate income is vital to your survival, that's when you need to start moving really quickly and diversifying as much as you can. Best ever success habit you practice? I make it a habit of declaring what I'm going to do before I do it. And I do it in a way where I put something on the line. I put my butt on the line, so to speak, to where not following through would be more painful than following through. So doing what you or saying what you're going to do and then doing what you said just because, you know, you said you're going to do it and it's going to hurt if you don't. Reminds me of uh, Tony Robbins when he talks about the year he exercised every day during the year. And he would declare to everyone, he's like, I'm going to exercise every day this year. I don't know if yeah. I'm going to do it next year, but I'm telling you right now so that it keeps me motiv- or keeps me inspired to do it. Right. I did something similar like that this year with, with exercise and fitness. I declared to lose 40 pounds and hit 9% body fat. And I was going to step on a men's physique stage in, on November 1st to uh, show the results. And I did that on all three of my podcasts. I continue to repeat that over and over again. There were so many times I felt like quitting, but because I had, you know, declared it to the world, so to speak, that, uh, you know, this last November 1st, I hit my goal. I lost 42 pounds and hit 9% body fat. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, all you yeah. have to do is Google Matt's first and last name and you get to see a shirtless pic of him. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I saw that. I was like, wow, he is all over the place. <laughs> Congratulations on that. Thank you. <laughs> Best ever deal. Oh, by the way, I thought one of the other things you're going to mention is uh, that you plan your years out starting December 1st. I was going to tell you Happy New Year this oh, week. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. There, there's so many of them, but it's the lightning fast round. So I'm thinking as fast as I possibly can. But those were the first things that came to mind. Absolutely. Well, since I brought it up, can you quickly discuss the December 1st mentality? Because I want to leave the Best Ever leave listeners hanging. 
Sure. No, I, I believe that uh, bears hibernate, deals don't. That's the, my, my new slogan. And what that means is, you know, a lot of investors, a lot of buyers will slow their business down in December. They'll start to take off the, for the holidays. They've had a good year. And, and when they stop their activities and their aggressive approach to their business, that leaves a lot of deals out there on the table because life still happens to people. Life still happens in a way that it creates situations for sellers, property owners that need to sell property. And so I just feel like there are less, there's a lot less competition in December. And so I make sure that I keep my business going strong through December. And then, uh, you know, come January when everyone else is starting to get rev up and get going again, I'm, I'm on fire. I'm firing on all cylinders and I'm not in this building phase. So even halfway through January, maybe all the way through January, I'm still getting what seems like better response on my marketing. Uh, my deal flow is bigger. And quite honestly, because there's less competition out there, it seems, and because it's the holiday time of the period or time of the year, that the deals actually, the, the spread seems to be a little bit bigger as well. I mean, anyone that would want to sell their property or have to sell their property during the holidays, it must be an emergency. And so the, the stronger the need there is, the, the more distress there is, the more potential there is for a deep discount. Best ever deal you've done? It's not done yet, but I did buy a 50,000 unit building in, excuse me, a 50 unit building in Memphis for $50,000. And, uh, it's actually being absorbed into my fund and it takes, it's going to take about 400 to $500,000 of rehab and it will be worth 1.2, 1.3 when we're all done. But I got it at $1,000 a door. It's pretty awesome. What platform did you use to purchase it or was it through a broker or an existing relationship? Yep, just our network. A broker network? Um, let's see, did I come from? Yeah, I guess, I guess it was a property manager who had a client that needed to uh, get the tax write-off and get it off his books by the end of the year. So I bought it last uh, last December 2013. Best ever quote. Boy, there's another one. I'm going to give you an answer and you're going to say, oh, I thought you were going to say this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that the quote, that, uh, I'll try and narrow it down to one. Travel as far as you can see and when you get there, you'll see further. And really what that means as far as a real estate investor goes is don't wait to learn everything before you take action because you're never going to know it all anyway. So just, it's, you're not going to jail. You're, you're not, um, gonna, you're not going to mess anything up. You're not going to go broke on the first deal. It's, you know, just take it one step at a time. And when you get stuck, ask for help. There's no shortage of people out there that are willing to help you. And then you take the next step, next step. And when you get that done, you're going to look back and you're like, why didn't I do this so much earlier? So travel as far as you can see. When you get there, you'll see further. Matt, what's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Um, it kind of goes back to that single point of failure thing, putting too much trust in one person. And, you know, I'm still feeling the ramifications of a property manager over two and a half years ago. I had over uh, 60 properties with him and I think I had another 50 properties of my clients properties with them and I'm still paying paying for that one so that would be uh, putting too much trust in any one person that's where my diversification diversification idea comes from absolutely noted <laughs> mm -hmm. and what's the best ever place to reach you Matt uh, Matt at epicrealestate.com or just go to the website epicrealestate.com and also check out his podcast epic real estate investing and, of course, his new book, Epic Freedom. Love the branding, by the way. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it.
And Best Ever listeners, really quick, you can go to besteversurvey.com. I'd love to learn a little bit more about you. And um, after you fill that out, you'll be entered into a drawing to win uh, Judy Robinette's book, How to Be a Power Connector. She was, as you can remember, a guest on our show uh, two, three days ago. So Matt, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us and speaking to the best ever listeners and talking about your experience from zero to where you're at right now, an incredibly successful full-time investor who's got a lot going on. And uh, most importantly, as I I imagine you would say, is uh, positively influencing the lives of other investors looking to get going and reach the next level. So thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, Joe. Thank you. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then head to JoeFairless.com, where there are tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And if you want Joe to personally help you reach your goals, then go to the Work With Joe tab on JoeFairless.com and apply to, well, Work With Joe.